And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Uh, hopefully, you guys are having a great week. Uh, lots, so much, so much to get to today. Um, as always, man, maybe I should do, you know, a show every day, or maybe two shows a day. Maybe, maybe uh, I'd be able to get to everything. But uh, yeah, a lot to get to today. I was joined by Bradley Devlin from Lone Conservative and the Daily Wire. I had a really great chat. I had a really good time talking to him. I have to bring him on again soon. Uh, I got a little heated today. I got worked up. Your boy definitely raised his voice several times on the show. I got to watch my blood pressure. Man, politics just gets me heated sometimes. But uh, anyway, before I get to my chat with Bradley Devlin, I want to say hi to our sponsors over at 1776 United. 1776 United is my personal favorite conservative apparel company. They, they honestly, they're the best in the business. Um, they have fantastic stuff. All of their designs are extremely creative. All their stuff is super high quality, super soft. They have all kinds of shirts, tanks, uh, hoodies, sweatshirts, hats, whatever you need for both men and women. They have other stuff too, uh, mugs and, and, and all kinds of stuff, not just apparel, but um, anything you need, both men and women. All their designs are patriotic, conservative, super creative. It is really high quality stuff. I'm literally wearing one of their shirts right now repping it proudly. Um, you guys should definitely check it out. I really think you guys will will like this company. Check them out at 1776united.com and use the promo code gimmicks. That is the promo code gimmicks for 15% off of your order. And I also want to say hi to our friends over at Premier Vapor. If you smoke and you want to quit or if you vape already, you need to check out Premier Vapor, the largest selection of premium e-liquid anywhere in the country. All their stuff is delicious. I'm literally vaping their stuff right now. They have any kind of mod, battery, tank, coil, anything you need for your vape setup, they have. Um, If you're in Northwest Ohio, if you're driving through the area, they have physical stores in Perrysburg and Holland, Ohio. Um, And if you're not in the area, you can check them out at premiervaporandlounge.com. That's premiervaporandlounge.com. They will give you free shipping on all orders over 35 bucks. And if you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. We'd really appreciate that. Please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Tweet at us. We always tweet back. Uh, If you like what you're hearing and want to get involved, you can check us out on Patreon. Download the Patreon app or go to patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. You can contribute monthly over there, and there's cool incentives if you choose to do so. All right, without further ado, here is my chat with Bradley Devlin. All right, guys, we're here with Bradley Devlin. Bradley, thanks so much for taking the time, my friend. Hey, man, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So before we get into the news, uh, I guess we should probably just make sure you're even qualified to be on this show. Um, have you ever been in a fist fight? Well, I threw ice at a guy once. Um, <laughs> it was a bar. It was in a bar. Uh, I hit him right, right in, right between the eyes. Um, sadly, I was, I was aiming for the girl next to him. I missed, I missed her as well. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, you are yeah. definitely not qualified to hold public office. Um, not qualified <laughs> to hold public office either. No. <laughs> <laughs> so the the sexual assault allegations against uh, uh, Brett Kavanaugh 
have completely fallen apart. There's obviously huge holes in Christine Ford's story. Democrats can't get a single witness to corroborate her story. So they've moved, they've transitioned from that, um, from, you know, rape or whatever, to uh, drinking beer. And now all the attacks from the left on Brett Kavanaugh all week have been that, you know, he uh, drank beer in college. Uh, what do you make of the party of the Kennedys and the Clintons um, claiming that <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh is unfit for the Supreme Court because he uh, drank beer in college? Yeah, I think that's why so many Republicans just look at this and call it a sham and call it a farce because they only care about these issues when it's politically advantageous for them to care about these issues. And they'll continue to move the goalpost to meet their end goal. And the end goal is to stop Brett Kavanaugh's nomination or to delay it at least until the midterms or until 2020 um, so they can hold the hold that court seat open and put a moderate or liberal judge in the Kennedy seat instead of having someone that's more conservative like Kavanaugh on the bench. Right. It's it's just funny, you know, with the the attacks on you know they're basically trying to paint him as an alcoholic and like a wild drunk when he was in college or whatever. Um, it's just funny that this these are the same people that booed God during the uh, Democratic National <laughs> uh, Convention in 2012. They're the same people that say basically morality doesn't exist, um, and they've done this U-turn and and embraced this weird like Puritan anti-alcohol position um, because it's convenient to them. It's just like the entire situation this week has gotten laughable, right? Like, we've gone from let's investigate these claims, you know, let's just make sure he is a good guy, let's make sure none of this stuff is true. To there's, I mean, they've dropped all pretense at this point. I mean, they're, they're just, they've gone full hysteric. They know that they're spouting bullshit at this point, and they're trying to paint the guy as an alcoholic. That has nothing to do with anything. It's just, it's so strange, man. Like, these people have done a complete U-turn from we hate God and, and we don't believe in morality to uh, if you drank in college, you can't be on the Supreme Court. Honestly, I have no idea where the Democratic Party morals stand. And I think that's the same for most of America. I mean, drinking beer in high school is now something that bars you from being a part of public life. Oh my gosh, I'm old enough to remember. Even me. I'm 20 years old. I'm old enough to remember when Obama was running for president. That came out that he was smoking pot and doing a little a little cocaine no, nose in college. Candy, a little nose candy. No yeah, a little nose candy. Yeah. Came out and said, yeah, so I did a little blow. Deal with it. You know? And then and then everyone moved on. The media moved on. Everyone moved on. And like, I really think they're booing God because God turned water into wine. But that was at the request of the women at the wedding. He did it with their consent. So I don't I don't know. Maybe the Democrats just don't read the Bible. That was that was all good and kosher on uh on Jesus his part but honestly i mean they're, they're going to continue to move to move the goalposts and and it's just for political gain every single time it's for political gain it's for political game and i don't know how people don't see through these games because every single time someone claims to have the moral high ground by and, and they, they they claim it by having stringent moral values or by having postmodernist values and you can't have these two things at once it's it's perpetuating a big lie over and over and over again and that's why we're seeing the overton window of rational discourse continue to shrink and shrink and shrink until it's just a black hole of a pinpoint of matter where everything gets sucked in and, <laughs> and nothing happens. <laughs> right. Right. And a side note, I was fine with uh, Barack Obama coming out and saying you did some blow in college and you smoke weed all the time. I'm like, oh, I'm sure everybody else did too, uh, but he's actually admitting it. So I, I, I don't I don't remember anybody on the right, really giving him too much shit about that, which kind of makes this situation with Kavanaugh even more strange, I guess. And also, I don't know if they thought this through, but if drinking beer disqualifies you from public service, I don't know if they thought of this, 
But Donald Trump would be like the only person qualified to serve in government. He's the only one. That, him and Mitt Romney, like they're the two guys ever in American politics that don't drink. Literally, I can't think of what I've heard stories from what happens in Congress, man, uh, off hours. <laughs> There's a lot of partying going on uh, in Washington, D.C. So it's a weird it's it's just a weird plan of attack, considering the president that they hate so much is kind of like the only sober man in Washington. Yeah, it's kind of sad how how frequently people forget Trump's tragic family history and his his right. brother's history of substance abuse and, and disrespecting it. I think that that's that's a horrible thing. But you're absolutely right. I mean, I don't know with with these new standards. It seems like Trump would be a saint um, with all the you know if we're just talking about drinking beer, all the other stuff aside. Um, but Mitt Romney, I mean, they, even they even the Democrats turned Mitt Romney, the purest person to ever run for politics, into um, a sexist, racist homophobic person and i mean it was it was joe biden saying at a rally that he wants that mitt romney wants to put black people back back in chains put y'all it was the democratic back in chains. Yeah. put y'all back in chains it was the democratic mainstream media saying that romney had quote binders full of women when people asked him actually um if he essentially discriminates in the workplace and he says what what are you talking about i have binders full of previous employee records with these women getting paid, getting treated kindly, and that was the headline. And you know what? Mitt Romney, God bless him, he's too wholesome to realize that when he said, I have binders full of women, that people were just going to go full Bill Clinton porn server on him. Um, And people just didn't (laughs) didn't realize, he didn't realize that at the time. So I I really do feel bad for the guy. Well, we can move on from Kavanaugh. We, you know, allegedly, they've said it the last two weeks as well, but allegedly um, the Senate vote is supposed to happen on Friday. Um, hopefully they don't uh, push it back anymore. Uh, for better or for worse, just hold the, the damn vote at this point. Like, it, we cannot keep pushing this back. It's, it's getting ridiculous. So, you know, we'll, we'll be back next week to talk about, you know, what actually happened in regards to this vote. But it, the Democrats are pretty transparent at this point. I mean, they moved on from sexual assault. They moved on from rape pretty quickly. You know, they moved on to beer and, and this, that, and the other. This is all about... The, this entire charade, this entire farce is all about 2016, man. Like, I wish I could say it's about this year's midterms, which are in, what, five weeks? Or I, I wish I could mm-hmm. say it's about 2020. It's not even about 2020. It's still about 2016. I swear to God. Like, that is what this entire process is about. The Democrats still can't get over the fact that Trump is president. It's been two and years! That... It's been two <laughs> years! <laughs> Nearly two years since he's been elected, and they still can't get yeah. over it. And that's the that's the thing that drives me absolutely nuts is that when Kavanaugh comes out in his opening statement and says, "This is revenge on behalf of the Clintons," and it's not saying that oh the Clintons and the the Soros globalists like Alex Jones turn a frog's gay. No, we're not doing we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Democratic Party being so enraged that they lost the election and not understanding why the American people don't buy the BS they keep slinging at the wall and trying to see if it sticks. Um, and, and so Lindsey Graham said it best. Elections have consequences. Y'all lost the election. Now Kennedy's coming down. And now we can fulfill that seat with the Supreme Court justice that's conservative. Know why? Because we're holding the power. So if you really want power, and he said, and I love that line, God, I hope y'all, God, never, I hope get y'all it. never get it. <laughs> you really, I, God, I hope y'all never get it. If you really want power, you'd be able able to motivate your voter base to come out and that's why and that's why the polling data that's why the polling data was so skewed last election is because the democrats instead of voicing their own values they demonized republicans and so republicans went underground to the message boards of reddit and 4chan um and then and then still turned out to the polls it 
was incredible to me. And I think the the complete hysterics of the left are going to motivate Republicans. And you're actually seeing some polls uh, that are a lot more favorable to Republicans. You know, a lot of these Senate uh, races are, are narrowing um, to the point where there's you know five or six different uh, Senate races that are within striking distance for Republicans uh, to you know pick up multiple seats in the Senate potentially. Yeah, and that and that vote's really gonna. I mean, these these red states that have blue senators, they're feeling a lot of pressure to vote through Kavanaugh because they could risk losing their reelection um, or their power coming up if if they don't if they don't, you know, swing a little bit to the Trump train or at least show that even though they don't agree with Trump on policies, that this is the way our country functions. This is why Ruth Bader. Uh, this is why RBG got ninety seven or. 96 votes when she was going through the Supreme Court 97 process. Nothing. It was a bipartisan 97 effort. nothing. 97. And Antonin yeah, Antonin Scalia on the other side was 98 to nothing. We're talking yep. the, the most and liberal and the most conservative <laughs> Supreme Court justices uh-huh. maybe ever. Because they understood that this was the consequences for their failure to motivate a base when they were going into election season and they and they had to feel the those consequences and they felt those consequences for a long time I, they do they they feel those consequences for a long time 20 30 years with some of these justices and and that's just that's that's the harvest that you have to right, reap. and the, the cory bookers and diane feinsteins and kamala harris's of the world think that they're firing up their base and maybe they are but i think they're firing up the republican base as well because i mean look i voted for trump in 2016 i'm voting for him again in 2020 for two reasons one he's done a pretty damn good job and i think he's earned a second term but even if he didn't, even if he wasn't doing a very good job, honest to God at this point, I think I'd vote for him anyway. I'm talking to the left, the five leftists who are left listening to the show. I know there's not very many of you, you guys on the left that still tune in, but I'm talking to the left right now. I would vote for Trump again just to kick sand in your stupid little faces. <laughs> okay, honest to God. Donald Trump didn't shoot Steve Scalise. Donald Trump didn't run congressman off the road. Donald Trump didn't put Rand Paul in the fucking hospital. Donald Trump didn't say that I should be harassed where I sleep. Donald Trump didn't say that I should be murdered and castrated. Uh, The left is doing that. Like, you people should be ashamed of yourselves. Like, I don't think I'm alone in saying that the hysterics are driving people towards Trump. Like, I... When Trump was was elected, I was very, very skeptical, man. I'm like, I don't know, man. I voted for him. Lesser of two evils. We'll see what happens. Now I'm like on board, brother. Like I am, like because the left yeah. is so bad. These people are so their behavior is just shameful, and I don't think I'm alone in saying that. That that the left has has made Trump more attractive to a lot of us. I can't agree with you more. There, that the hysterics of the left is what's driving people into the arms of Trump, and everyone says, "Oh well." You know, I go to UC Berkeley. I'm well acquainted with Antifa, and they they say, "Oh well, we're the anti-fascists. We're the anti-fascists." Right. <laughs> Do you know what happened in Germany when they started the Antifasciste Action Party? They got into street fights with Hitler's brown shirts and, and drove people into the arms of the Nazis because they thought the Nazis were the more stable right. ones. So if you really think that Trump is the Hitlerian threat that you believe he is then why would you do the same exact tactics that drove people into his into hitler's arms in weimar germany it doesn't make any sense whatsoever these people have no grasp of history they have no grasp of reality and they'll continue to act like children i saw this video the other day online um it was posted by ryan fournier and it was at uh i forget what 
which college campus it was at. But essentially, it was a bunch of students like a YAL or YAF club holding signs that says, you know, Kavanaugh cannot be found guilty, justice for Kavanaugh. And this one liberal uh, student body representative came up and started taking their signs and ripping them and nearly assaulting the people who were at the table and said, this is an F you to survivors. This is an F you to survivors. And he's, and the, the kids stand there saying, no, you're destroying my property. This is an F you to my property. This is an F you for, to my safety because you're basically assaulting me. And everyone was standing around videotaping. No one stopped them. And that is what the left wants. The left wants everyone to videotape and everyone to say, you go, you go, you beat that person, you beat that person up because they disagree. They disagree with your politics and therefore they are evil. And so you have the right to, to destroy their property. You have the right to threaten their safety because they are threatening people all of the time with just their politics, with just thinking a different way than you do. And it is this mental gymnastics that no one would have bought 15 years ago, but now we're, we're in the era of, oh, Kavanaugh was accused of being a gang rapist and now he's angry and therefore his anger is a result of his white male privilege trying to be stripped <laughs> away by just processes. And it's like, what, what, what nose candy are you on? Like, what, what have you been taking in the morning? Because this doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And it's driving good people out of public life. It's driving my congressman out of life. It's driving uh, IRL out of, out of public life. These people don't want to be in politics anymore because it's, it's just gotten too toxic. Right. Yeah, I totally agree, man. And I want to bring up a few other points, uh, what, what the Democrats have been up to this week. They've really had themselves a hell of a week. Um, leftists sent white powder to Ted Cruz's office. Uh, it uh, tested negative for anthrax, so the, the situation was fine. Um, they tried to assassinate the Secretary of Defense um, using the poison ricin, so that that's nice. Um, they doxed uh, Republican senators, giving out the, the home addresses and phone numbers of several um, Republican senators, including Lindsey Graham. Um, Democrats are, are proudly saying that leftist protesters should harass Republicans in public and private, saying leftists should <laughs> harass Republicans where they sleep, which, by the way, side note, uh, there are firearms where I sleep. <laughs> so if you break yep. into my house and threaten my family, I'll put you in the fucking grave with a quickness, son. So bring that weekend yep. shit my way. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, I, I mentioned it earlier briefly, but Georgetown University professor uh, Christine Fair said that white male Republicans, quote, deserve miserable deaths while feminists last, laugh as they take their last grasp. <laughs> Sorry, cracking up. Gasps. And their corpses should be castrated <laughs> and fed to swine, unquote. Uh, Georgetown, just, oh, real quick. Georgetown, by the way, that's... said they support uh, Professor Fair 100%. So that's also classy. So, uh, man, wow. it's just a hell of a week um, from the left. I mean, I'm trying to poison Secretary Mattis with ricin powder. How dumb do you have to be to go after that man? I mean, that man literally said in a TV interview <laughs> that he doesn't have anything that keeps him up at night. He's what keeps other people up at night. And if I'm the one who sent that letter, I am staying awake <laughs> right now at night because I feel like it's going to be it's going to be a scene from like The Exorcist where the you know, the door's just going to open and it's going to lightning's going to flash in the background and you're just going to see the outline of Mattis in a trench coat. Bradley, whoever sent that letter just, is already dead. They're dead. <laughs> they're dead. <laughs> Come on. They're already dead. They haven't released it yet. They're, they're in the middle of the Pacific yeah, right now, I mean, they, actually. They instantly took him out on the U.S. <laughs> Ronald Reagan. 
dropped them in there. Let's be honest. They're gone. It's already over. It, it, if, if they're not physically dead already, they are a dead man walking. Make no mistake. That He is a... Demattis is a terrifying human being. He is a... Exactly what you'd want yeah. out of a Secretary He's, of Defense. It's funny. I have some friends who live who uh, work in Washington, and they say, you know, in, when he walks into the Oval Office, he's he's a big dog in a small doghouse. Right. <laughs> and he's 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 a relatively small statue guy, but he's he's a big dog in a small doghouse. And I love I love that about him. Uh, and that's exactly what you want out of a Secretary oh, of Defense, yeah. right? You mean, you mean uh, a, a slight yeah, upgrade from Ash Carter? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Going back to going back to the the Georgetown professor, she wanted to cut their penises off after they were yeah, dead. Yeah, weird. Yeah, very weird. I don't know what. I figured like the whole radical feminist thing was like they'd they'd find more pleasure out of that by d- doing it while they were alive. This is some some American horror story stuff yeah, right not there. Not too bright. It is. It is October. It is October. <laughs> it is. She's just getting into She's the whole drinking way too spirit. much pumpkin spice coffee and and shit like that. One more one more point. Yeah, maybe maybe pumpkin spice yeah, maybe. beer. <laughs> but trigger trigger maybe. warning. Uh, you just said drinking beer. Yeah. But um, one more thing before I let you go. Um, senators like John McCain and other people would always talk about you know quote unquote regular order in the Senate and and constantly talk about bipartisanship. Jeff Flake, for instance, we we talked about his idiotic maneuver on on Monday's show, but he thought he'd get points from both sides, right? Voting for Kavanaugh um, to get him out of committee and then also still calling to delay the vote and hold an FBI investigation. Obviously, that didn't work because everybody hates him. <laughs> yeah, you know, because, I mean, he's screwing over the Republicans and then Democrats, you know, hate him because he is a Republican, so they think he's Hitler. Um, so that really backfired. But, you know, <laughs> I don't think we're going to get back to bipartisanship anytime soon, maybe in our lifetimes. Honest to God, and I, I don't want to be like a doomsday theorist or anything, but I think those days are over. And honestly, why would Republicans work with Democrats right now? The Democratic playbook is Republicans are evil Nazis that should be harassed where they sleep, murdered, and castrated. Like, this is this is the talking points from the left. Why would Republicans even want bipartisanship at this point? They know they're not going to get the Democrats to work with them on anything, is there any way to return at any point soon, in the next decade, to you know that quote-unquote regular order, the way D.C. is supposed to work, get back to bipartisanship on any level? I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, I think it gets darkest right before it becomes pitch black. <laughs> um, and <laughs> like these these people these people uh, are have absolutely lost their marbles, and to think that. You have senators like Dick Durbin go up there and say, well, you know, Lindsey Graham is my friend. We do a lot. Of, we did a lot of work together. And, you know, well, people have their moments, but I'm going to return to work and keep working with Lindsey Graham. Well, if Lindsey Graham gets put in the hospital like Rand Paul did or gets chased out of a restaurant like Ted Cruz did, do you think he'll want to work with Democrats? If Democrats don't shame people like Maxine Waters or Cory Booker or Kamala Harris that are inciting these types of incidents, why would I want to work with someone? who wants not only my public life destroyed, but my private right. life destroyed as well. There's no sense in that matter. And and Lindsey Graham said it himself uh, the day after the, the, the Kavanaugh hearings on the Friday, mo- Friday morning uh, meeting that the Senate Judiciary Committee had. He said that if he were to become chairman of the, of the Senate Judiciary Committee, and he says, if I were to become, I don't think that Senator Grassley should retire. He says he does a great job, blah, 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 blah. But he goes on and says, there's the, there's the pre-Kavanaugh process. And there's the post-Kavanaugh process. 
and y'all better saddle up. That's what he said. Y'all better saddle up for that because I don't think you're ready for it. You want to play politics? You want to play dirty? Because now Republicans have always done a better job of policing themselves better than the left when it comes to their ideology, better than the left when it comes to their politics. And they did that for a long time. They did it through the Bill Clinton years in the early 2000s when it was difficult to do so. When we saw someone who was accused of multiple sexual assaults and who lied under oath, keep his job as president of the United States and continue on with his public life and make hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars on book deals and public speaking and things like that. Well, you know what? The Republican Party said, we're a little tired of playing this nice guy politics when they elected Trump in 2016. And now, since the left has, uh, since the backlash on the left has been so intense, the Republicans might just say, to hell with it. We're ready to go. Knuckle up. Let's let's go and like they honestly Rocky. should. Um, and so they that's really should. And that's interesting. And they I, honestly I hate, should. I hate saying that because I like nice guy politics. Like I like the the William yep. F. Buckley brand of conservatism where you're above reproach, right? You don't take the low road because our ideas are correct. Theirs aren't. So we'll beat them with our ideas, you know, with our philosophies, not with, you know, ridiculous political tactics. At a certain point, right. I get it. <laughs> like I get it. I get why people yep. were attracted to Trump, I, the fighter, the guy that punches back twice as hard. I get that. And honest to God, I think you're right. I think it's time for it. I think it's time for a fight because the Democrats are just children. I mean, they've just beclowned themselves, right? And they're not going to stop. They're not going to yep. – they can't. How do you walk it back? If you call somebody Hitler and say they should be murdered <laughs> – how do you say, okay, let's yep. also work together, let's be bipartisan? Uh, no, you said that Republicans should be murdered or harassed in their homes, and they should not be allowed to eat at restaurants. Maxine Waters saying, whether they're yep. at a gas station you or a restaurant, harass them everywhere. How do you walk that back? How do you go, oh, yeah, never, oh no, let's just work together, Lindsey Graham. Hell no. Fuck you. What's, what's wrong with you people? You know what I mean? Like I Exactly. And that's what, and that's the re- re- Republicans should do. I mean, they can still win elections based on right. their ideals. But as soon as someone like Kamala Harris or Maxine Waters or any of those people talk about how immoral Republicans are, your, your response should be F you. F you and right. here's why. And here's why. And you go into the history of the Republican Party versus the Democratic Party, and you see which party is for civil rights. You see which party is for equal rights. You see which party is for the progression of a more free and more tolerant society. And that party almost always is the Republican Party. And so they they shouldn't give these children an inch because they'll continue to take it a mile. And whatever Lindsey... Graham is waking up and eating in the morning and whatever cocaine Mitch <laughs> is waking up and eating in the morning, I swear, just inject it into every right. Republican's veins right now because these guys are smart. They're experienced politicians that know what bills need to be passed and know what's best for the American people, but they've had it up. They've, they're, they're, ten, they're 10 feet under with this bull crap that's been going on. They've had enough. They've had enough. They're pulling themselves up by the bootstraps, and it's good to see, and that's what the Republicans wanted to see. The Republicans wanted to see someone who stood up for their values. Enough with being called racist. You know what happens when I get called racist on campus for advocating for conservative values? I don't say, no, I'm not a racist. I say, screw you. What's your evidence for that? You have no idea who I am. Do you want to have a conversation about it? Do you want to have a conversation about my politics, or do you want to accuse me of things that you have no basis for in an ad hominem attack to try to make you look like you have the moral high ground because you're not smart enough to defend your own liberal right, positions. Right, right. Never defend yourself unless you've done something wrong, right? You don't need to, you don't need to backtrack exactly. and apologize. Oh, no, I'm not racist. Don't call me racist. No, 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 screw you. Go screw yourself, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. never take a step back unless you've actually done something wrong. And I said this on the last show, but I, I think it bears mm-hmm. repeating. 
if you were to go back a year and say, hey, in a year, we will be counting on the hard-nosed conservative leadership of Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell <laughs> to save the country, I'd be like, are you yep. out of your mind? You, come on. Come on. Lindsey Graham, yep. that guy, the maybe remember. gay, maybe yep. not gay, soft-spoken senator from South Carolina, and then Mitch McConnell, the most milquetoast human being ever to live. Those guys are going to be like the fighters leading the <laughs> the conservative charge in Washington, D.C. But, hey, man, people can change, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, gosh, Mitch McConnell has been eating his Wheaties because uh, that was – I mean, Cocaine Mitch was the best thing to ever happen he to Mitch McConnell. It. Because, he I mean, that really it. brought – that really – it was awesome. I mean, that just really – and, like, whoever runs Orrin Hatch's Twitter account has been fantastic. Like, these – these guys who are the old, uh, you know, political masterminds of the Republican Party are now now they're cool. All of a sudden, they're cool again. I remember I remember when the it was election season. Everyone said, "Oh, Lindsey Graham is a neocon, and and Mitch McConnell is an establishment hack, and blah blah blah." Mitch McConnell can't do anything done. Everything was Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan's fault when Trump would say something and it wouldn't go the way that they thought it would. And now it's like right after the right after these uh these Kavanaugh hearings. Whoo. They're ready. I, I mean, these guys are I ready to battle say, up. They're ready. I will say about Lindsey Graham. I I mean, I am really high on Lindsey Graham right now, but I hope that uh nobody reminds him that Syria exists. Cuz damn that guy does like bombing brown yeah. people. <laughs> like that is if there's a country with brown people and oil, he's all about going in there. So I, I hope he maybe he's moved off of that and, and stuff. But as of now, yeah, I know I brought that up to a bunch of <laughs> I brought that up to a bunch of my Trump friends and they were like, oh, no, he's still a neocon. We just like him on the domestic front right now. It's like, oh, well, OK, if that's people, fair. Somebody needs that's to fair. use the <laughs> men in black memory control thing and just erase Syria from his memory just permanently. You know, like the, you look into the light and anyway. That'd be nice. <laughs> you really want you really you want you no, you want you want Lindsey Graham to have a what is Aleppo? Yes, moment. absolutely. At least he doesn't want to bomb Aleppo. That's, that's yeah, absolutely. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Man, if he doesn't know where it is, he won't want to send troops there. <laughs> but yeah. all right, and uh, so I, I, let's call it here. Let, let's call it a day. Um, we'll we'll absolutely. be back on Monday to talk. Uh, hopefully, the outcome of this. Man, I, I'll tell you what. I'm real tired of talking about Brett Kavanaugh. By the way, I mean we've been talking about this man's. It names too many syllables. It's it's painful. So hopefully hopefully on it's Monday we so can put this easier. to rest and, and move on to something else. But Bradley, before I let you go, where can everybody find you online and read your stuff and keep in touch and, and all that good stuff? Uh, yeah, my Twitter is at Bradley Devlin, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-D-E-V-L-I-N. Uh, I am a columnist on Lone Conservative, and I'm a contributor to the Daily Wire. Uh, so you can find my writing and opinion on those two websites. Um, keep up with me on Instagram as well. Uh, my Instagram is the Brad. Death. All right, Bradley. We got to do this again soon, man. This was fun. Absolutely. Had a great time. All Thanks right. for having me I'm on. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. Oh.